More developing news, and this is big. This is a big, big story that goes back, well, literally goes back like six, seven hundred years um, to the papal bull or decree um, that came to be known as the doctrine of discovery in later years, which when I first read about it, I was like, what? This is really a thing? Uh, it was um, a, a legal concept that, uh, like I say, it started with a papal decree back in the uh, 15th century. Um, but in 1823, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that this papal decree meant that ownership and sovereignty over land passed to Europeans because they had discovered it. We're talking about finders keepers on an absolutely massive scale it's it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that we just completely disregard the people that were already there when the europeans arrived and it's sort of we found it so it's ours now that's basically what this decree said um and during the papal visit last summer one of the demands put to the vatican and to the pope was you need to deal with this. This this needs to go away for, for for obvious reasons. Well, today, the Vatican announced that they have responded to those demands and have formally repudiated the doctrine of discovery, as I say, theories backed by 15th century papal bulls or decrees that legitimize the colonial area seizure of um, indigenous lands and form the basis of some property law today. It, it, it's mind-boggling, but it is a huge, huge moment uh, on the path to reconciliation. Let's speak with Matthew um, Wildcat now. Matthew is um, uh, assistant professor, University of Alberta, who um, is in the Faculty of Arts and dealing with Indigenous Studies. Matthew, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, let's just go through this. This um, this was uh, this doctrine, this doctrine of discovery, mm-hmm. was one of the things that was brought forward uh, during the papal visit and long before. But it grabbed a lot of attention then. Um, I think for obvious reasons. Um, just walk through why it was so important to indigenous groups to have this struck down, if you will. Yeah, I think there's a huge symbolic um, value in it, right? And, and and so like the the legal ramifications are, you know, we don't we don't know what it means, um, but mainly it, it it'll create more legal and political pressure on on states to respond to the land claims of indigenous peoples. But the so the way in which we should think of it is is, you know, it's not a straightforward path, right? It's not like you know, the, um, I forget what Pope it was, and, you know, the, I think it was the 1460s and they're kind yeah. of their initial, uh, decrees that kind of like setting up a hierarchy of civilizations between Europeans and others. Well, at that point, particularly between Christians and others, right? Um, you know, it's not a straightforward path, but, but the main thing that people need to understand is that as European, uh, exploration and conquest unfolded around the world, is that European nations had a, a handshake agreement with each other that the first European nation to show up in an area would um, lay claim to that area, right? And, and we all kind of understand this. Like, there, we we know the imagery of, you know, the planting of the flag and the laying of, of claim, right? And, uh, and, and so it's not a surprise. But then when you start to think about it, you know, and, and the ramifications for today, it, it really is mind-boggling. So, you know, for instance, in Australia, um, the Australian legal system did not recognize that uh, Indigenous peoples there had any legal right to land until the 1990s. Until the 1990s, as far as the Australian legal system was concerned, uh, Indigenous peoples had, uh, it, it was terra nullius, like there, there was no legal claim to land uh, of any people living there, um, you know, when, when, British, when the British showed up. And 
that persisted until the night, I think it was 1993 with the Mabo decision, which said, okay, Indigenous Australians do have a, a, a legal right to land in our, our system and we have to recognize it as such, right? And, and in Canada, it's not the same way because obviously we have a long history of treaty making yeah. in Canada. Um, but at the same point, if you ask the Canadian legal system to explain what is at the root or the foundation of Canadian sovereignty, it's not those treaties, right? It's, it's this, these moments or acts of laying of claim, which we now, uh, today have kind of grouped under this, um, umbrella, uh, title of the doctrine of discovery, but involved kind of a whole infrastructure of, um, legal thinking, uh, and, and, uh, civilizational thinking, which justified the dispossession of Indigenous peoples. Well, Matthew, you know, I was doing some reading this morning, and I think it was um, Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg in, in like 2005, cited right, the yeah. uh, doctrine of discovery in a decision involving a First Nation in the United States. Yeah, the the United decision, and and so you know, I um, I was more familiar with that decision at one point, but but basically, what the um, the justice, the Supreme Court justices said in that instance is, okay, yes, um, your land was stolen from you during this uh in the early 1800s or i it might have been the late 1700s um but over the course of time uh because um there it wasn't immediately rectified this uh you know illegal seizure of land from the united nation um what it means is that we can't rectify it today right and so it, it was this this logic of you know what the fact that it's just you know, sure, it was illegally stolen to begin with, but the fact that we didn't deal with it for a number of generations means that we can't deal with it today. And then it was an invoking of the doctrine of discovery of, you know, this was also the, yeah. the, the legal law of the, the time, right? And so, obviously, you know, that's not a satisfactory answer to Indigenous peoples, which is why we still have these um, ongoing struggles between Indigenous peoples and uh, countries like Canada and the United States. So, like you say, this is a, a very, very symbolic moment. How does this change what you just talked about? The Vatican coming out and saying, you know what, we got it wrong. Um, this was, uh, it, well, actually, what, what they say is they didn't get it wrong, but it was misconstrued over the years, twisted yes, yeah. and used inappropriately. So what uh -huh. changes now? Yeah, so probably the simple answer is that, you know, nothing changes immediately other than, I th you know, I think, People should take a moment to celebrate today, like all, all people, you know, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. And so over time, though, what it is part of is this kind of larger reckoning, because, you know, in, in Canadian society, but also in Canadian law, the idea of having laws that discriminate is illegal, right? We have a Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which talks about, you know, not discriminating against people on the basis of their race. Right. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, something like employment, um, we can see a path for how we, you know, how we create laws that, that ensure discrimination doesn't happen, right? When it comes to questions of land and, and property, these are then become super messy um, questions. But at the same point, we know that within the Canadian legal system and Canadian society in general, People think racism is a bad thing, right? But at the same point, there's all these vestiges of racist thinking that still exists today. And it's just, it's hard for us to transform out of that, right? And, and so what I think this is, is just, you know, a little bit, a little boost, um, in this kind of broader journey of, of addressing these legacies of racism and, uh, you know, of colonization um in canada today and and so really it's it's we still have a long road ahead of us but uh you know i, I think these things are 
they are our signals, they're bellwethers, right, of, of what I hope is the direction that we're heading. Yeah, I think you make such a really good point there, because like you say, the road is long. There's still a long way to go, but yeah. it, it it sort of gives me indication that we are traveling it, you know, with the Pope and the visit and, and uh, the apology, and now with this repudiation of the doctrine, um, the concerns, the cries are being heard, and we are making progress, Matthew. I hope so. Yeah, exactly, right? And like you say, <laughs> still a long yeah. way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sometimes it's two steps forward one step back but i but you know what i i think these things are good signs yeah I, i'm with you on that matthew thanks so much for your time today i appreciate you being here